0: Hey, tools, don't make us mad. Take a bad build and make it better. Remember, when building, run all the tests so that you're not missing a letter. <laughs> And anytime you feel the pain of tools, you can change. There might be a better tool awaiting. For what you know, that it's a fool <laughs> who uses dev tools and doesn't give Tools Day a high rating. <laughs> na, na 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 na.
1: Perfect, my favorite song yet. Yes. Uh. Um, a plus.
0: <laughs> I had to throw in the rating thing Because we always forget every yep. episode To say rate us on iTunes It's how people learn about the podcast um, So please do if you have a chance And if you like the podcast of course
1: if you hate it, please don't rate us. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Only positive thoughts here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, but we appreciate you listening anyway. So welcome to Tools Day, a podcast about tech tools, tips, and tricks on Tuesdays at 2. I'm your co-host, Yuna. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about...
1: CSS layout. CSS layout. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> CSS layout! layout. <laughs> awesome. Wah, wah, wah. Um, oh well. So, we're going to go through a little bit of the history of CSS layout. Um, and before we get started, as you all know, CSS layout is a really hard thing to deal with because, unlike print, the web is dynamic. Yeah. Especially in this day and age with meaning queries and things changing, it's really flexible. Um, <laughs> mm, flexible. But um, like <laughs> So it's it's a hard problem to solve, but we're going to talk about how the W3C and um, spec builders are working on it, and current implementations and things that you'll see in the future. So stay tuned for that. <clears throat> Let's get started. Let's get started. Let's go. All right. So CSS level one. This is before my day.
1: I think I actually was here this time.
0: You were developing with uh, CSS level one. I, I
1: When I was 11 or 12, my well, my dad was an old robotics engineer before he became a professor, and he taught us how to program... Uh, when I was super young and gave us front page and we just built websites on like GeoCities and Angel Fire all day. I think I must have like ten thousand. Okay, 000. so C S one, level level one was ninety six. Maybe it was level two.
0: Level two was ninety seven.
1: Mm, probably level two. For a
0: two. while. And then and then CS three was um
1: Level two then. Never mind. In Continue the 2000s. On. Ignore 2000s. me.
0: Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we will. That's easy oh, to do. My no I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> um, so basically, the CSS level one. There was no real layout tools in CSS, but you had width and height. Um, there's floats and clearing, margins and padding, and then basically tables were your only layout option. So that's why. People were always like, oh, well, you didn't have to lay things out in tables. Um, But you needed tables to even have background colors back in the day. That's a little fun fact I I learned. (laughs) So that was hard. Um, Didn't have to face those pains. But that's early start of CSS Layout. And people realized, you know, maybe we should separate our styling from our content. You know, HTML and CSS have two different goals. Right. So that's why CSS Level 2 came out with Table display. Yeah. Woo! So we're still using tables, but now you can use the aesthetics of tables on other divs. So you can give a div um, display a display table. table cell, Yep. and that way you can get the visualization you want and have it placed where you want, but still semantically mark it up and what it should be read or the accurate um, tag. For that
1: element, yeah, this is when you got a bunch of the first grid systems, right? Like the 960 GS, back in the day, the 960 grid system, which was a bunch of table or float lefts tables. Maybe. maybe. Um, I mean, yeah,
0: this is when people started doing layout hacks. Right. So that yeah. was like the
1: clear the uh, clear floats. Yes. Um, there was this really fun evolution of the clear float hack um, because at first you had to do this an additional div It said div clear float left or clear, or clear fix. People clear clear, use clear yeah, fix. Yeah, clear fix. Um, and then you had a class name, and then much later you had Nicholas Gallagher. Gallagher, is that his name from Twitter? Oh, yeah. Um,
0: Wait, was it, was it him?
1: Uh, he made the micro clear fix, which was uh, you add a pseudo class to your uh, row layer. Right. Um, that came
0: much later, though. Which is a bit
1: later, but still level two, still with the floats. So you can um, use an
0: extend now in SAS to just add a clear fix to the div that you need right. cleared instead of adding an extra div to your content. Yep.
1: Anyways, I digress. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) So even though we had display table cell, IE didn't support this until IE8. So that was still a deterrent (laughs) to the CSS layout that everyone knew and loved because a lot of people were on IE6. Um, And that that was a big thing. So now to where we currently live. That's sort of CSS past and now (laughs) CSS present is CSS3. And CSS3 has some really nice layout tools. Um, Because of really this pain of hacking around the internet, which is why I like to say that the internet is based on hacks. Which it is, 100%. Um, But now we have, let's talk about media queries first. Because media queries, I think, are the first thing people get started with when yeah. it comes to like CSS3 layout uh, tools.
1: Yeah, media queries and the whole mobile-first methodology behind it, uh, yeah. or with it, rather not behind it, um, has really changed, I think, how people lay out content. And now you know you start at the very smallest thing, and you progressively add media queries to change your con- change your layout um, as you get larger. Um, you want to define media queries?
0: Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So media queries use the app media um, CSS key Tag key, keyword.
1: Keyword, keyword. Yeah.
0: Um, and you can define between the width of the screen when it's um, between this many pixels and this many pixels. You can use M's, whatever unit you want. Right. Um, use this amount of styling. So it's a way to define within a little bit of logic based on the size of your viewport. Right.
1: Fun fact uh, I know when they first came out and for a long while, everyone was recommending to use EM's or M's. Not everyone, but after a couple years, people were recommending to use M's intermediate query sizing and then recently as last two years i think i think chris coyer came out with an article on css tricks saying hey just use pixels because browsers interpret it media queries the same way now yeah i mean or, we, we there can talk some, about sizing for a while because we both have
0: very divergent thoughts about <laughs> sizing <laughs> in our studio you will hear us rambling um, on about this yes i'm an M's girl you're a rems guy
1: <laughs> you know they're not too different. <laughs> She's just an
0: M's girl. <laughs> okay, that that got me really uh, Um Anyway, yeah, but, um, maybe we'll do an episode about um,
1: M's versus Rems. Not just M's uh, versus Rems, sizing. but
0: sizing and like uh, units. Yeah. Because uh, I have a lot of thoughts about like viewport height units and stuff too. And I love viewport. I height recently and... learned about vmin, which is an interesting unit. So there's vmin and vmax. Do you right. know what we do you know about it?
1: Uh, vis- no. Don't okay, it. <laughs> so
0: it takes viewport width and height, and it does a calculation to determine which one's smaller for vmin and which one's larger for vmax. So if you want a square to fit perfectly in your page, no matter what, if it's thinner or if it's um, wider, yeah. if it's like a vertical layout or a horizontal layout, you can use vmin. On both width and height, so it takes whatever is a smaller portion.
1: Wow, that's yeah, you fun know, fact. Uh, finding out about view, vw and vh
0: viewport width and viewport width height, height units
1: were like changed. Didn't change my life, but it was it was a great moment because I didn't realize about these things. I didn't realize how widely they are supported actually. Yeah, um, it's down to IE nine, I think. I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, we Maybe we can check. Maybe IE ten. There was a weird thing with Safari on older iOS. systems. Things um, that kind of broke. I think view view height units. Um,
0: Viewport units are supported impartial down to IE nine, um, fully supported through Firefox, Chrome, Safari, Opera. The only problem you are gonna have is partial support in IE and Edge.
1: And I it, just looked it up. And it's a very minor part. It's minor issue, right? Um,
0: um, you use VM instead of vmin for IE nine,
1: right? But the the VH and VW are still there. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and those two are so cool. So like, if you want something to say. Take 100% of the visual height, say 100 VH, VH always will do it, and it just works. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> Everything just works, it's great. Um,
0: especially when you are trying to size an image or a div and give it a physical shape, like a block display, Right. you can't do like 100% with 100% height, it's just right. not gonna show up. Yep. But you can do 100 VH and 100 VW, right. and it will show up. Because it's a legitimate pixel size unit. It's not trying to read from a parent.
1: Right. So it's a calculated value, and this this actually was a big thing that happened in CSS level three, right? These, these calculated values, right? So you've CSS calc now too, right? Yeah. Uh, which you give it, you can give it both an em and a pixel value, and it will calculate the final pixel value. Yeah. One of my favorite well, uses value, right? of
0: calc is to yeah. use it for creating um, items within flexbox grid. Right. But for their margins. Yep. So I'll do like calc 100% minus um, whatever the like grid is between them, divided by the right. number of items. So you can do like calc, and then in parentheses, 100% space minus space 1EM. Right. And it will calculate the value of 100% of the parent minus 1M. Yep. Um, but make sure you have those spaces, because otherwise it will break. And when CSS True breaks, <laughs> nothing happens. It just doesn't read the line. <laughs> right, yeah. So um, I love that about it, because I can yeah. still run it. But again, you don't get an error message. So yeah. just know that you need that space between the minus or plus. Yep. Um, I don't know. I guess multiply works, divide works. I haven't found a use case for it. Yeah,
1: I basically only ever use it for I want a certain percentage minus my margin value. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I use it for.
0: Oh, and also calc is a CSS value. Not a CSS um, property, not property, a method, I guess. Function?
1: function? Yeah, method, same thing. Does CSS
0: thing. have functions? It's a function It looks like, like a function. Right. Um, you can't use SAS variables within it.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So Did if you know try that. to say
0: calc 100% minus um, grid padding, then it'll break. I mean, it won't break. It won't show up. Really? So use the actual value and then in a comment next to it.
1: Is that an issue with the SAS comp- compilation versus?
0: Um, I think... It's an issue of SAS compilation because SAS doesn't have calc.
1: Oh.
0: So it's kind of like when you use current color. Okay, Current color is a CSS variable. It is not a SAS variable. Current color does its calculation on the spot in your browser. Right. So if you change the color dynamically in your browser, it takes that new color, Right. which you can't do in SAS because SAS is a pre-compiled language. Right. And CSS is not.
1: <laughs> I love fun facts. Yeah.
0: So um, those are some various. Sizing units. We're going to get into another new unit later, so yeah. get, get excited for that.
1: Yeah, but all this came with flexbox using flexbox-ish flexy stuff. Flexible, uh, yeah.
0: Flexible box model,
1: which is wonderful. It's one of these things where now um, your layout is sized by a content, by versus like template spots, I guess. Um, yeah,
0: you can you can say within this block, make it a display flex, um, and apply a certain rule set to all the items within right.
1: it. Yeah, and so like you can say, hey, uh, under one scenario, if, it, if the content only fits in this spot, just take up this much space. But it can grow to two units. Um, I, I like thinking of flex and flex items as a fractional thing, right? Just a, It's one big ratio. Every um, flex child has, or flex item, which is the f- children of a flex parent, um, is given some sort of ratio. And then it just consumes to be build one row. Um, and for people who are used to, you know, finagling with floats to kind of get everything to, to align properly, flexbox solves all these problems so quickly. Um, I feel like there's some like oddness with the syntax sometimes that people have to memorize and kind of it's just, learn. It's just new. And it's just new. Yeah, yeah. So once you wrap your mind around it, yeah, it's just. But I'm just. I'm
0: just, <laughs> <wrap>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna plot these puns. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> unintentional pun. uh, once you wrap your mind around it, um, it just becomes so easy to lay out content um, versus finagling with floats. Yeah,
0: so the cool thing about Flexbox also is that um, you can either do absolute proportions, so like you were saying, like take this fraction unit, and you could have your flex item um, maintain a certain width, you could have it be a certain proportion of the total that you're allowing in that row, or you can have um, sort of relative proportions, so where the space left over is distributed among items, Yep. Um, which is really nice. So you could also use flex uh, grow and flex shrink. If yep. you don't want your item to shrink at all, you can give it a flex basis of say like 200 pixels. Yep. Um, give it like a flex grow of one. I don't really know what the unit is. Flex shrink of zero if you don't want it to shrink at all. So like you're um, allowing it to grow
1: but not shrink. I think it's flex shrink one. Well, flex shrink uh, one no, is it's, initial. Um, I don't remember. I
0: think if you have zero, it won't shrink. Yeah. I don't know. We'll check that yeah. for you.
1: So there's a great resource for Flexbox. Um, it's uh, Chris Coyers, again, once again. I love Chris Coyers. He's great. Uh, he's great. Um, CSS Tricks has this, like, it's called the Guide to Flexbox, very simply put. Um, and it goes through basically every Flexbox uh, value and item and, and thing it does. And it has a great description of what it does. And it's basically how I learned Flexbox. Um, Yuna actually pointed out to me a different one a couple months ago, which is this Froggy. game.
0: Yeah, Flexbox Froggy. Yeah, it's a really fun game. It's a, like a legitimately entertaining experience. There's like twenty levels. There's frogs that you're trying to position around the page, and you have to
1: like Frogger. Yeah, like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's on the lily pads, It's really cute, and um, you practice Flexbox yeah. syntax.
1: I just I, plowed, I like, plowed through it like a couple months ago, and it was, it was one. It's a great refresher, and it and it does. Like reinforce what every value means in your mind, which is kind of hard sometimes because um, there's like justify content and align content or align items. Yeah, and like that's, I mix those up all the time. That's the, the most time. confusing
0: thing: the justified content and the align items. Yeah. Um, the way that I think about it is when you're justifying text. Yeah. Think about what that means. So it means like those little words inside of a paragraph for instance. And if you justify your text so that it goes like spreading across, you get these rivers in between which is a typographic term where your letters are very spaced out in certain lines and other ones they're not. Um, So Think about that, those words is your content. Right. So if you do justify content, that's the space between. So space between space around, these are different value units for justify yeah. content. Align items is what gives you that vertical right. option. So that's just how I remember I think of typography.
1: Yeah. Um f- fun thing with justify content and align items is that they let you very easily vertically and horizontally center things.
0: Like like actually like do actually, it. not like a hack.
1: Yeah, not a hack. Not like, you know, where you say add after minus Top fifty percent, and then something else. It, it just works, uh, which is which is so funny because I feel like before I was here, I worked in a, like a I worked in the marketing department, and like they always want things centered vertically or horizontally Modals, of for course, whatever thing. And it's just like it was like so hard to do it sometimes. Um, but with flexbox, it's like oh yeah, it's super easy.
0: Isn't that article called "Solved with Flexbox"?
1: Is it? Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's where.
0: I, yeah, we totally stole that name <laughs> for something. I'm pretty sure it's Flexbox.
1: There is a solve by flexbox. All right, cool. uh, we'll article. link all these
0: things in the show notes. Another thing I want to mention is flexbox in five, which is how I actually learned flexbox. A complete
1: guide to flexbox with CSS oh, tricks. Okay. Right. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, we'll get that. So, okay, let me write this down. Solve by flexbox. Yay! Um, so flexbox in five lets you have a little playground as well to play around with. Adding it, items and it you like can see how it flows. Flexbox
1: in five minutes, or yeah, it's oh, just okay.
0: flexboxin5.com, oh, Okay, and it's like a five minute tutorial on how to use flexbox, and it's interactive, which I like. It's not just looking at visuals. Yeah. So um, that's one that I would highly recommend.
1: Basically, plow through, reading through flexbox. Let's
0: Yeah. <laughs> cool. So <laughs> we all agree, flexbox is the future, and also the support is so good. As there, long
1: as you're supporting IE 10 and up, yeah, uh, this is the kind of thing I, I know. IE
0: not even being supported by IE anymore. So.
1: You know, like I I agree with you. Uh, my old job we supported an IE 8, and this was last year, year and a half ago. Uh, so some people, when you support enterprise or corporate, uh, you know portals, we feel very bad for you.
0: Otherwise, SOL.
1: Sorry about your life. S Y L.
0: All right, the next thing I want to talk about is CSS Shapes.
1: Okay, I actually know nothing about this.
0: Okay, so CSS Shapes are really fun. Um, They allow you to have text flow around an item. So if you think about InDesign, like a lot of these things were inspired by InDesign. Um,
1: A great program.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was the layout program, like what you use to make books and newspapers and design print layouts. So we're going to take some of the features from this print layout program and try to apply it to web, since that's what designers know, and that's I mean, those features were created for a reason. People are using them. So, um, shapes basically let you have that text flow around. Like, if you had a circle and you had text around it, it wouldn't be a box around that circle shape. It would physically curve around that circle. Okay. Um, so, you can use this with the shape outside property right now. And um, shape outside is determining what the shape of that div image is. So, this could be anything. Like, if you had. A shape of a square, and then you wanted the shape outside to be a circle, some of that text would overflow the square on either side. It would flow around it.
1: We're making a very odd hand gesture. Yeah, here, we like, like, making like, strange moon <laughs> shapes.
0: Um, so, say you had a moon shape object, you could have it physically cur- curve in like a sea inside the moon. Wow. It's like interesting web layouts are coming, <laughs> y'all. Like, hashtag art the web, this uh. is part of it. Um, and you can use shorthand, like, circle, right. or you could even upload a PNG image and have float around the outside of that if it's a transparent PNG. Yep. I'm pretty sure you can use SVGs as well. Um, you can use this, like, images however you want. You, right. can, you can have it flow around. Yep. Um, so, also, when they were considering shapes, they were thinking about shapes and exclusions, which is, like, sort of the same thing. Right. I think just, that's just not use shape this cr- outside. Yeah. Um, this is not supported in IE Edge or Firefox, but cool. it is under consideration In Firefox.
1: Does Chrome support it?
0: Chrome does support it. Chrome's the best. Chrome does support (laughs) it. Um, The thing that Chrome does not support, though, is shape inside. Okay. Which is the opposite of shape outside. So if you wanted something to look like a diamond. Wait, and. Going
1: back to our our moon and Okay, we'll go back to the moon.
0: (laughs) If you wanted a poem to float inside this moon shape in the shape of a sea and the text to float inside of that within that shape. you would say shape inside and then create that shape. So you could link it to the URL, okay. you could say circle and like or a polygon, whatever, and yeah. define it in your CSS. Um, and then have that shape define what the outside of that text is. So I thought this was something that people used, because I saw diamonds, you know? And right. when you see that diamond shaped yeah. text to the square. But really they're using a hack of shape outside and divs around it or pseudo elements uh, to create that. Okay. Which um, I, I have this travels website where I was playing a little bit with this. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how I'm familiar with CSS shapes. I feel like you
1: used a moon in there.
0: I didn't use a moon, but oh. I did use the diamonds. Oh. So the prog page is the diamonds. Okay. Um, maybe I'll link that in here because right. it's a good example of yeah. how it works. But the problem with shape inside is that what do you do with the text that overflows? You Get know? Get rid of it. So I think that's why <laughs> yeah. um, there okay. are some issues with it. Wasn't, it's not implemented because of that. Yeah. Um, it might come in the future. It's just, it's, you know, like what do you do? Mm. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. So to solve that problem.
1: <laughs> ah, yes.
0: The next thing I want to bring up is this thing called CSS regions. Um, and regions are sort of the opposite of shapes in that they are supported by IE and Edge. And um, it was a Microsoft spec.
1: I thought it was Adobe. I thought, didn't, didn't Adobe float this as well? Yeah.
0: I think um, Adobe proposed it and okay. then Microsoft wanted to work with it. Was it, it
1: Divya Mono- I remember reading this big article on A List of part about it mm-hmm. and how they said you know, it was a big mistake that Chrome was going away from regions. Um, I
0: personally like regions a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, they seem really useful.
0: Yeah, so if, if you're wondering what regions are, do you want to describe what regions do?
1: Um, yeah. Uh, so again, so, so this, this part of me is not very familiar with this. But it, my understanding is that it, it basically you can say, I can connect two layout boxes and say, hey, my text or whatever is, is overflowing here. I'm going to move it up to the next box. Yep, exactly. Um,
0: so that, like, is something that Adobe InDesign gave right. us, yep. the proper, like, ability to do, which makes total sense to me. So you would, like the syntax that was proposed was ms-flow-into and the flow name, right. and then ms-flow-from flow name, so you would link it with right. that um, name. Which CSS does have these strange little properties here and there that have their own names, kind of like you're defining a right. function or yeah. an object. Right. Um, like counters, you could have CSS counters, because c- counter increment. Yeah.
1: I don't know about this. Okay, you,
0: there's this whole world of people making like CSS games because of counters.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Um, I just discovered it. I'm like totally transfixed by this really recent thing that Jake Alba made um, where he has this like hello world yeah. being written out in binary code in CSS, no JavaScript. And you can edit it. It is the coolest thing. I will have to share it here. Um, look up Jake Alba. There are some or...
1: mind-blowing things people are doing mm-hmm. in just CSS.
0: Yeah, it is really, really cool. Um, so this is nothing to do with regions, does it? It's all right, no.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back. I'm like, wait, how does this connect? <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, the moral of the story is CSS is effing awesome. And there's a lot more to it than you probably think. Yep. Um, but so speaking of the flowing thing, you do have columns in WebKit. So I think that's why they weren't really supporting regions, because you can use multiple column layout.
1: Well, WebKit is no longer Google, though. Google is now Blink. OK. Apple is WebKit.
0: OK. But whatever, Chrome.
1: Chrome doesn't use WebKit.
0: (laughs) Then Blink. Yeah. All right. So the support <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> for the support for columns has yeah. a WebKit prefix to it.
1: Uh, um, so it may that's have been made, It may have been made by Google. Google used to be the biggest driver of WebKit before they're like, "Hey, Apple, you suck. Goodbye, Blink."
0: Yeah. So anyway, there's more support for <laughs> columns, which right. you can use column gap, column counts. Um, I like regions more because you can be more creative with the text overflow. Right. Like we were talking about with the shapes earlier, what you could do with the overflow is set it to another region. Right. And then I could have like a star and a moon or make the Texas flag out of um, text with CSS. That would be nice, right? Can we ever
1: clarify that we're in Austin?
0: We're in Austin, Texas, y'all.
1: <laughs> By the way, <laughs> we are in Austin.
0: Yeah. Um, y'all is not... a. Thing that I said before I moved here, but when I moved here, I was like, I'm gonna start saying y'all. It's great, like gender neutral pronouns. I didn't like
1: it. y'all. I said my first y'all the other day. Well,
0: you're Canadian.
1: I am Canadian.
0: <laughs> uh, Canadian. <laughs>
1: uh, I have Canadian Tourette's every now and then. Uh, just bust out the A's. A? Uh,
0: I've never heard you say A.
1: It's basically when I'm either tired or drunk.
0: You say A? Uh, when I'm drunk, I start speaking in Russian.
1: Um, yeah, uh, when I, when I'm tired and drunk, like, I, I grew up in a bunch of different countries, and I had a a lot of British influence on my English, and so, um, I get, like, these weird, my accent becomes very weird when I'm, when I'm drunk. Interesting. Basically.
0: I feel like I've seen you drunk before, but I don't remember Uh, an accent.
1: Um... Yeah, we'll and see.
0: I, I feel like you've seen me drunk to the point where I was speaking Russian.
1: Mm, well, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> OK, maybe we should cut that out.
0: Maybe not, whatever. It's fine. Uh, We're real people. We're real uh, people here. Um, OK, so we wanted to end this talk with CSS Grid Layout.
1: Which is coming. Yes. but slowly
0: and similarly to regions it is coming from Microsoft so its is it really yeah it's it an IE and edge supported right now yeah,
1: Microsoft in the last couple of years has been doing great like the last oh my gosh the last, yeah like the last two years fantastic i11 still kind of wobbly but that's okay edge is, I mean I just fine well,
0: since edge was starting to get built up and thought through I yeah. just stopped looking at IE and I'm just like whatever you know what you can't Go back and fix your past mistakes, but you can move on to the future and make things better. Yeah. So we're proud of you, Microsoft. Keep on doing what you're doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Plus, your editor is great. Love it.
0: I want to check out the DevTools of Microsoft. Maybe we should do a, a Firefox and a Microsoft um
1: DevTools episode. DevTools
0: episode, yeah. I, I feel Literally like with Firefox. Ne- never
1: look at it anymore. I'm like I, I Firefox for me is very weird because like I get in there and I'm always unhappy about something. I don't know why. Um I used to love Firefox so much, and now I'm just like, ugh, Firefox. Only people who suck use that. I feel
0: like, <laughs> honestly, it's probably better than we think. We just are so stuck in Chrome right now, which is maybe not the best thing, but it's Listen, just the dev tools are so Chrome good. Chrome dev tools are so, and so good. And dev advocates are so good at explaining Paul how they work. Paul Irish
1: is my idol. <laughs> Everyone's your idol. Paul and Addy, basically. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, let's move on.
0: <laughs> All right, so grid layouts. Um, it, yeah. it fixes the problem of grids because right now we have so many grid systems. Yes. Let's um, name some.
1: Um, bootstrap grid. Singularity. Zurb.
0: Um. Oh God, that's foundation. Yeah. <laughs> that <was my> answer. <laughs> um, Susie.
1: That was my next one. Uh, compass bourbon. Doesn't don't they have one?
0: Um, Pro- compass doesn't bourbon probably does. Yeah. Because bourbon's a system. Um, nine sixty grid.
1: Uh, the eleven seventy grid. Flint michigan
0: <laughs> probably <laughs> probably um anyway there's so many grids that i remember there was a website that was like do i need another grid system or should i build another grid system com?" <laughs> should i said, build a grid no. no and it linked to like 40 different grid systems that you could use um i personally like using sas grids because i like the concept of Making your HTML semantic and then extending within your element.
1: I like Bootstrap grids.
0: But Bootstrap grids are part of the problem, and they're the reason why grid layout was created. Listen,
1: Bootstrap has these great mixins. All right, you can be as flexible as you want with it. All right, if, if we're using uh, mixins, I'm down. Uh, although n- at this point now, I don't actually use grid systems. Yeah. That often. I just use flexbox for everything. I'm like, meh. But um, um,
0: the cool thing about grid layout is instead of Creating classes for grids, like Bootstrap originally did, I'm not going to hate on it. Okay. Um, but back in the day when you had to (laughs) say like span uh, three push two to make it fit in the grid system in your CSS classes, this basically was creating the same problem that we had in CSS one, where your markup was like strictly tied to your visualization, right? So that's the problem that Grids Layout solves, where it allows you to do that within CSS properties in that element itself.
1: Right. And it's a bit different than Flexbox. While Flexbox is basically a layout dictated by content, um, this is content dictated by layout.
0: That's a great way to put it. Um, thank you. Nice. I like that.
1: Um, quote him, quote <laughs> him on that. Chris uh, <laughs> Raj everybody. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and so you, you, you define very clearly these regions inside your page, um, and then you put the content inside of them, and which is great for some things, but the spec is still under, under work. Um, it's still being developed. Um, IE actually had the first working spec of it in their browser, um, but the, the spec has changed since when they put it in, and so now they just have an old spec. Uh, Chrome and Firefox have it behind a flag, which means. In Canary, that, uh, right? I think you can enable it even in the in, even in Chrome production, but you, have, but you to have to enable you have to enable it, and it, that means it's which not means there. That your
0: customers are not going to have that enabled, <laughs> yeah,
1: so it's not there. Uh, um, but uh, I'm I'm really curious to see how this develops, and once it gets more browser support, I can definitely see. People swapping to it.
0: It's going to solve um, a lot of problems because people create these grid systems for a reason. Right. And this is saying that inherently in CSS, we have a grid system. You don't have to make another one. Right. And that really, I uh, love to hear that because it's going to unify so many things. Right.
1: Um, it, ha- it has a very trippy way of <laughs> defining Syntastic. the template area. It's like a bunch of these dots and spaces. And I'm like, what is happening? I mean, it makes you sense. You sort of
0: like physically visualize yeah. it.
1: Right, in dots.
0: In spaces.
1: Uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense once you get used to it. Um, I haven't gotten used to it yet, so it doesn't make perfect sense to me yet. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I haven't
0: obviously used it because it's not really available. Um, Rachel Andrew does a really good talk about the future of CSS layout and grids specifically yeah. at .css, and I'll link that in here. It's just 15 minutes because all the .css talks are really short, but it's an excellent overview of the spec at its current state and where it's going. Well, yeah. I want to go over the syntax really quick before okay. we say goodbye. So um, display grid. It's very similar to Flexbox. Um, the grid columns, we kind of talked about that weird syntax. Right. But grid rows provides for a new unit measurement.
1: Right. Oh, right. Yeah, you want to there talk you... about that? No, I don't. <laughs> go ahead.
0: Um, it's a fraction unit. When we were talking about Flexbox, you we were talking about fractions. Love fractions. And I wanted to mention something, because I never thought about Flexbox as fractions before. Oh. To me, like you said, yeah, it's based yeah. on content. Right. But grids really are based on fraction units. Right. So the FR it's not the frank. It is the fraction. The frank. The frank. <laughs> so that's on the body. And then in div, like you could have a div um, that says grid column 3. So that's like where it's starting. Grid row 2. And so you're defining all these things instead of in individual classes within the CSS. And then grid row span, span 1, span 2, right, span right, 3. Right. So that is exactly how the grid Current system layout looks for CSS, and it appears that it will stay that way. And um, hopefully, browser support is going up and up and up. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's priority. I right feel now.
1: like uh, I feel like browsers are getting better and better at supporting new tech faster and faster. Yes, um, especially you know, I feel like a lot of the like the governing body for JavaScript, for example, has said we're releasing a new spec every year now um, to kind of keep browsers honest with the spec. I don't know what the CSS body is doing. Um, uh,
0: CSS is just releasing incrementally. Okay. So when there's yeah. a new idea or new concept, they're yeah. trying to push that to browsers as fast as possible. Right. And the cool thing about the CSS spec, this might be true for JavaScript as well, but I'm not as well versed in that community, um, is that it seems like the developers who are involved in the CSS community have a lot of say right. in what goes into browsers. Yeah. Um, and that's awesome to see. Like I see people speaking at conferences who are pushing for certain... Right. Um, properties to be enabled. Um, You can join the W3C serve and submit your own opinions, submit your ideas, have long-winded discussions about how that'll wind up.
1: Everyone has opinions on there, so be prepared. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But it's really cool. I really like the community basis of it. So it seems like with these grid layout systems, like CSS variables, et cetera, things that people are using and hacking and needing preprocessors for are now becoming implemented in native CSS. And that is like. (laughs) <laughs> yes I have my hands up right yeah. now like the gasket man we should video this show we I should. think we, it's so much we better can make
1: web, we can get a web we can get a video camera stick it there
0: and then say hi and I'll say have hi. to make sure that like I have nothing in my teeth and my hair oh, looks okay man because right now I could just be like chilling you wouldn't even know
1: you wouldn't even Podcast. know podcasts <laughs> I would know anyway I know hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> only Chris has to deal with it yeah um, okay so that was our show about CSS layout Any concluding words?
1: Flexbox rocks. Flexbox rocks. Check (laughs) Uh, out the resources. Oh, yeah. Also, rate us up on iTunes.
0: Rate us on iTunes. (laughs) Follow us. Listen to us. Tweet at us at toolsday, T-O-O-L-S-D-A-Y. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next week.
1: Bye.